Hello, everybody. Welcome. I need a new way to start these episodes. I keep saying the same thing. Welcome back to the Daily Threat. Hey, 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 hold on one second. Before you enjoy this amazing content for Meaningful Minute, please go ahead and make sure to subscribe, like this video, and leave a comment. We love hearing back from you. Well, it's uh, it's good to be here. It's been a full week. Uh, it's, it's Thursday. Yeah, um, you know, it's good to do a full week, a full week of episodes. Well, you know, we just we do four days. We're getting into our stride. We're getting used to it. It's a new thing in our mm -hmm. schedule, but uh, you know, uh, challenging. Yeah, you gotta set me up at home so I don't have to come in here, right? That's true. We should do that. You know, or in my car, maybe I can do it from my car. Okay, so let's start off the episode the way that we like starting off the episode, and that's with. Delving into the email box. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Okay, let me hear this. I got an email at 6.07 a.m. today. Okay. Okay. Good morning, Nahi and Mr. Gordon. That must be me, right? Yeah. Thank you for the great so podcast. So nice. And all your other, and all the other podcasts, too. I couldn't help, as a British Jew, being disturbed by the content of your previous podcast regarding the British monarchy. Mm. I'm an avid listener, and you yourself have mentioned how people should be more educated mm -hmm. than they wouldn't, than, than, and then they wouldn't be making uneducated remarks. I think that's a reference to what you said, not me. Oh, you started. Uh, I'm referring to Mr. Gordon's approach <laughs> to educate Kanye West. Please practice what you preach, and surely you agree that us British Jews live in a Malchus Shel Chesed, and there is no need for negative remarks. Ch King Charles is a friend to the Jewish people, and we would like to, we would like it to stay this way. Your podcast is viewed on TikTok. As you have said, it got many comments on standing up against Kanye West. We wouldn't want this to go viral and make problems for the Jewish people in England. Keep up the great work. And when and when educated, then perhaps you can make a British news podcast here, to, here too. Okay. I, did we really go that hard against well, the British the I monarchy? Think, I don't think so. All I said was I don't think the monarchy is going to last the, the test I mean, of time. Is that, is that I don't bad? Know why, I don't know what you based that on. All I said was done nothing to top 1,000 things that I think about. I think it's the problem the with what I said then, that I don't think that the monarchy is going to last well, too long. Why shouldn't it last? What do you know, do you know about the monarchy? The, oh, the, I don't know. All I know is forever. that... Uh, yes, children and, and grandchildren, they'll, they'll go on and on. Uh, what, what kind of criticism of the monarchy? It's really um, it's a distraction. Uh, for people that but the uh, monarchy is a distraction. Distraction for people that don't have that much to do. It's like, it's like a, it's like a reality TV, what TV show in real life. Is it taken? Is it taken seriously in in Britain? I, I think we're gonna get another guy. bad email if we continue talking about it. So no, I think. I'd like to know this guy if it's taken that seriously. I think the most serious thing in, in the whole British infrastructure, those guys that guard uh, the uh, yeah the, the palace, uh, the palace. I think it's part. I think it's part of the monarchy. You know, and they you know they don't they don't they don't they don't, they don't blink. You know, they, they you know speaking of that, I want to show a video right over here. A little closer. We were together in school. Me and him. He went his own way. <laughs> so I'm standing here. Okay. I'm only here for a couple minutes. So how long do you know this man? 30 years. 30 years you've been together and you've been to school where? School? Kensington. Hogwarts. <laughs> he was he was never talkative. I remember in school. He used to sit by himself and read books. I was just this guy fooling around and having fun. He was just reading, you were asking questions, you answer with his head. Yeah, no, yeah, no. What's your name? No. What? Is that a name? Shake of a head is not a name. Please say your name. And by recess, you know, you're just this guy just hanging out. Came, his mother always picked him up from school. You know, he's that type of guy until he was 20. His mother picked him up from school.
Yango, Yango, dance for the camera. Yango, dance for the camera. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen it was, that. It was amazing. It was amazing. I've um, seen that. Anyways, today is November 10th. Right. Um, and it is the art site of Shlomo Kaubach. How many? 19, he died in 1994. So 1994. What is that? That makes you what? 30 years? Almost 29 years? Yeah, you're the mathematician here. Uh, 30, 29 years, right? Yochanan, 39, 20, 29 years, 1994, 20, 29 years. He was a great man. He was a yeah. great man, and he has, I believe, tremendous schusim. Uh, and in a sense, uh, to, in our limited grasp of things, he lives on in, in every Jew's heart, in every Jew's mind, in every shul, certainly, on Friday night. You know, and his nagunim are e- eternal. Mm. You had a personal um, shaykhus with, with yeah. Shlomo Karbach. We'd love yeah. to hear a little bit about that. Well, there's a, we, I interviewed him on the radio back in the 70s and the 80s a few times. Um, I, I, I recently I discovered, about a year or two ago, I discovered uh, uh, a bunch of tapes. We yeah. can call it the basement tapes. We have, uh, is this is this is not a cassette player. This is a... That's, that's, a, that's a cassette player. This is a cassette player? Uh, yeah, let me so show what's, you. The, what's Inside the, the cassette player is a cassette. Oh my gosh! So when I told oh you to bring gosh, the, right. when I told you to bring the cassette with the cassette player, yeah. I was talking about the record with a record player. No, 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 the no, needle no, thing. No, no, no. I, I, I don't have. You, you didn't. Rec- you, you can't. There's, you know. There's such <laughs> what, are you, such, what are you getting such, bent such, out of shape about? Such amorousness <laughs> <laughs> about the history of, of of recordings. This is a cassette player. Okay, this was. Uh, all right, I should really tell you about that. This is Shlomo Kalbach. Yeah, that's Shlomo Kabach. That's on. Uh, that's on. Like I said, it was recorded right on on he, this thing. He, he's singing live on the radio. I had him in a radio studio at WNYM, and I that was 1984, approximately. 1984, ten yeah, years so before he passed al- away. Almost 40 years ago. Almost 40 years ago. Oh, you look good. And uh, what? You look good. Oh, I look good. Baruch Hashem. Thank you very much. Um, uh, you know, Kalbach came to the studio. He was probably promoting a concert or an album at the time. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he stepped out to Staten Island. Then another time. <laughs> What was that? One of your three phones? Then another time, then another time, um, uh, he came, I, when I used to be on WFMU, which was in East Orange, New Jersey, that I used to go out to every morning at 5 really? o'clock in the morning. How long, that t- how long would that take you to get there? An hour. It'd take me an hour. Every I used to day. leave my house at 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, and I would get there in an hour, under an hour. And then Kalbach would come from the west side of Manhattan, and I was the only one in the studio for many years, for a lot of those years. I was only right. there three and a half years. But uh, I remember it was like a terrible weather, winter weather outside, and he used to take the bus from the Port Authority to come to East Orange, New Jersey. And um, I remember he came to the studio, he rang the bell, and I opened the door because I kept it locked because it was East Orange, New Jersey. If you know what's going on in East Orange, New Jersey, you keep your door locks too. Um, I didn't think you'd get an email from anybody in East Orange. Don't worry about I, it. Listen, I didn't think don't, I was going to wake up to an email from someone in England. That. Don't worry about it. Shout that. out to our listeners all over the world. Really don't appreciate the love. But he, he, he just came out with his album, Days Are Coming, and, uh, and uh, he was sitting on the bus with the record album, and he happens to sit on the record Okay, and part of it was bent out of shape, so he couldn't play some of the songs. They were skipping. So the record is the circle thing. Yeah, the record is the, the that's LP. It's called Long Playing LP. Okay. Okay, that's the record. This is a cassette. This is the next generation, which is much smaller, as you can see. Yeah, oh. I, I use these for bar mitzvah lessons. Oh really? Okay, so this is a uh, uh, he took a, he took him. It was on the radio uh, one evening. Well, it's on the radio. I think between uh, uh, nine and eleven p.m. during the week in those days. Uh, on WNYM, 13.30 a.m. And Kalbach was in the studio uh, with Sam Intrader, who was uh, like his agent or 
his manager, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And he was taking phone calls from listeners. It was a week before Hanukkah or during Hanukkah, I'm not sure. And he was talking to people and people were making requests about what they wanted to sing in the studio. So what you're going to hear is uh, that, what did we say, 39 years ago? So towards the end of his career, maybe the last 10 years, because like you said, he did pass away in 94, and this was 84, uh, he started whistling a lot on stage. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I thought maybe he was having problems with his voice, and it was just a lot easier to, to whistle part of each song. So here's an introduction to Essa A9. popular, all well-known, all still sung today. Oh, 
Fade it out. Load it on. All right, that's just uh, that's just one tape. There, I have I have hundreds of tapes, um, not all with uh, people like Shlomo Kabach on them, but uh, I did hundreds of interviews on different subjects did you, over the years. Did you ever have an interaction with him where he maybe you know introduced a new song on the air? Yes, uh, you, you know that story, right? I told you that story. I mean, maybe uh, I do. I, I have know. a tape of it. I will find it one of these days. Okay, so. let's let's hear the story. Oh, well, the story is he was uh, it was on the radio. It might even be not on this tape. Might be on. Uh, part two of that tape, and um, we were talking about how many songs he's written. As a matter of fact, uh, I wrote about it a few years ago. Uh, Shlomo Kahn told me that he's written about 8,000 songs, mm. is what he said. Okay. Uh, and this is on the tape somewhere, and I can find it somewhere if I really look hard enough or spend enough time looking for it. Anyway, at the time, I got an email from Yossi Green, who's a pretty uh, a good friend and a very prolific songwriter. He said to me, Kalbach didn't write eight thousand songs. He says, uh, he says, he says me. He says he hit me. Yossi Green. We wrote, I wrote about four or five hundred songs. I think he said four hundred and seventy-five songs at the time. Eight thousand well, a lot. Eight thousand a lot. He had a long career, and you know, he he was music. He was music. As and in case you question whether he was music or not, look what's going on forty so, years later. So what song did he? Oh, so I said to him. He said to me. He told me he writes songs every single day. And this is what he used to do. He used to live on the west side, and he used to work or do something uh, on the Lower East Side. So he used to take the train down from the west side down to the Lower East Side, and he would have a tune in his head that he was thinking about on the train. And to, so he remembers it when he got home. He would run to a payphone on Delancey Street, dial his phone <laughs> number in his answering machine, and sing the song, he said, into the answering machine so that when he got home, he'd remember the tune. So I said to him once, so Shlomo, I said, did you write anything today? He goes, yeah, he wrote one song today. So I, I said, um, could you sing it for me? So he said, sure. David Melech, Melech Yisrael, David Melech. So, you know, I'm a Kalbach, but that's the song that he said he wrote. Wow, he wrote and that that's, like, that's, like the, that's like the most vintage Listen, Jewish these, song. These are, this is priceless. Uh, to me, this is priceless stuff. And I think to people that have an appreciation uh, for this type of, this is real living Judaica, you know, it, it's priceless yeah, and and have and I have a lot of other stuff. Uh, I have hundreds of tapes, like I said, not all with Kalbach. Yeah, but I have them from WFMU in the early morning. I have them from late years at WNYM. It spanned about a ten year, uh, about ten years all altogether. And I didn't record everything, unfortunately. Because it is his yard said I want to play a Hespid um, that my brother sent to me that he found online by Dr. Rothkopf. It's been making its way on WhatsApp, and um, we'll we'll play right over here. You know, this famous picture of Shlomo comes to mind at a Soviet demonstration where he's standing in the rain and he's playing to let the people of Russia go free. And so we're standing here in the rain for Shlomo. And if ever anybody was at Tefillah Sageshem, the prayer for rain on Sukkot with Shlomo, you'd all be standing here and saying, God, please, let there be one drop for me. One drop. Just for me. And ever since the Lubavitcher Rebbe said, Lech Lecha Me'atzecha, go out and don't think about yourself and just be Makar of other people, Shlomo stopped thinking about himself and gave up everything. And like Abraham, he came to Eretz Canaan. But he rode Baaretz and there was a famine in the land. 
You would think Hashem's Lubavitcher Rebbe is sending him out to Simcha, to joy, to the base medrash, to sitting and learning. But Avram went to a land and there was a rav there. And he had one Nisayan after another. And the people didn't accept him and he had to go down to Mitzrayim. And his life was just filled with being, making the shamos, making the fashos. We're all his nefesh, we're all his neshamos, we're all his children. Neshama shashayosu b'charan. And Shlomo, this is your place right at the entrance to your shul where you greeted everybody who came to your shul. You didn't sit in the front isolated from the people. He hugged and kissed everybody who came to his shul. He felt that after the Holocaust, every yid is a miracle. You're all miracles. He wanted to hug and kiss every miracle. He wanted us to go out and hug and kiss everybody. How could you not do it? How could you stand next to another yid and not hug and kiss them? And he had shopping bags filled with names and addresses and phone numbers of every year all over the world so that when Mashiach comes, he'll know where to find them. His life was a challenge to all of us. Those of us who came to his concert and sat back and looked at him singing and said, Very nice, Shlomo. Very nice. It's not enough. It's not enough. Shlomo is sending us out on a mission. He gave us a seed, he gave us a song, he gave us his Torah. It's not enough. It's got to grow. The rain's got to make it grow. And we have to turn everybody on. Do you know that he didn't only teach Yidin? He went to monasteries, he went to churches, he went to reform synagogues. Every place where anybody would listen to the name of Hashem who wanted to hear the truth in the world. He was Eved Hashem. He was nobody else's Eved. He was nobody else's Eved. Everybody told him, you're doing wrong. Shlomo was Hashem's Eved. He did what was right. He wasn't just Tzaddik B'dorosov, he was a Chassid. Who's going to give us this now? I'm challenging all the Rabbeim of the world. I'm challenging you. Make your Torah sweeter. Make your davening higher. Make your love sweeter. Reach out your arms, hold the people who need to be held. This is Mamish Mesiris Nefesh. It's Mesiris Nefesh. Our generation is drowning. Shlomo was pulling them out of the water. Please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. He he was uh, he he was extremely unique. He was extremely unique. Uh, 
<laughs> a few years ago, before Corona, I went to the West Side for Shabbos, and I, I went to the Kalbach Shul, where you oh, yeah? do the Green Davins for the Amid. And the West Side is, you know, it's bursting with Jews, but they have a problem getting a minion <laughs> in the Kalbach Shul. We had to wait, well, we had to wait a long time Friday night until we got a center really? uh, to Davin. Then then I went, I went there for Mincha on Shabbos, and we went upstairs to his apartment for Shal Shittas, where Shlomo used to live. Really? There's pictures of him on the wall, and... Uh, and it was just uh, just sitting here. It was a piece of nostalgia. Amazing. So we, you know, his neshama should have an aliyah. Yeah. And uh, we sing his songs every. You know, we walk into any shul on Friday night. I'm sure they're singing a Karbach song. And we have to we have to revisit some of these some of these tapes and Hashem, we'll do. You know what? Well, maybe we'll do some bonus content for our uh, special daily thread listeners, okay. and we'll we'll post some of that content. Okay. On to our next story for today. Um, many know last week before Shabbos, there was this FBI threat, uh, right? Right, the FBI put out a th- that there's a threat on shuls and New Jersey, just in New, New Jersey, New just Jersey, New Jersey, right. which right. I found to be like very interesting because, like, I mean, the border from New Jersey to New York is just a few miles. So, if of there's course. a threat, if there's a threat on New Jersey, it's like saying there's a tor- tornado watch in Jersey, but like that, that, that could. That could, cross, that could cross the bridge. If they yeah, had, could cross the bridge. That's easy pass. Right. Cross the, the, the GW bridge. Easy. So what was that all about? So we have a headline here. The Sayreville, New Jersey teen was arrested Thursday for transmitting an online threat that prompted last week's FBI tweet warning of a broad threat to the Jewish community in the state. Can you imagine a teenager? The threat sent police scrambling to add extra patrols at synagogues and yeshivas. Federal, Federal prosecutors in Newark charged Omar Al-Katul, 18 years old, with one count of transmitting a threat in interstate and foreign commerce. U.S. Attorney Philip Selinger said, according to the complaint, this defendant used social media to send a manifesto containing a threat to attack a synagogue based on his hatred of Jews. 18 this years is, old, 18 years is, old. This, this is a By the way, I'm sure he's one of them on TikTok who's commenting in our videos. Like, I know people say, well, I, I had someone, a uh, good friend of mine, David Dax, son yeah. of Shlemy, his response to me yeah. when, when I showed yeah. him all these, yeah. these things on TikTok, he yeah. said, those are, yeah. those, are not real, like, those are not real people, meaning they're real, they're not bots, but they're not, like, you can't count those as people. I think I think they are. This is this is him. Okay, so this is a product of uh, this is an outgrowth of the environment, unintentionally perhaps created by and they don't realize it by people like Kyrie Irving and uh, and Kanye West. Yeah. I don't want to get back into that. I sure as heck don't either. This isn't, but this is an outgrowth of that. They they call it, they they create a saviva, you know. Yeah. They create a, a, a an environment for that, and it pops into a kid's head like that. Yeah. It has access to social media. Let me phone in a threat to Schulz. And you scared of Jews a little bit. Unreal. Well, Baruch Hashem, nothing ended up happening, and we hope that. Uh Omar. Omar, Omar. I hope you enjoy spending the next eighteen years sitting in jail. He's not sitting in jail for eighteen years. You're probably probably, probably home won't be, on TikTok. <laughs> he'll right probably now. be out there in eighteen days. He's on TikTok right now. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there was a rock attack. A rock. A rock attack. Yeah. Yes, in in Israel. Um, I'm speaking to people. I'm on a I'm on a WhatsApp group that has. Security. You're on a lot of WhatsApp groups. That's how you spend eight hours a day on on your phone. <laughs> but I'm on this WhatsApp group that talk about security issues mm-hmm. in Israel, especially in Yehuda and Shomron. So. The guy that sells me these things sent me something about a rock attack uh, against a bus full of soldiers. You want to show that? I'll show the video right now. Oh, 
Okay, so like my first impression without reading the text that's attached here, you have like what five to seven soldiers on this bus? Young soldiers, they're eighteen year olds. Yeah, but someone's attacking the bus with rocks. Where should they go out? Start go out and start shooting. What do you think should they should have done? Okay, so you have to read what the, the, okay. the guy that sent this to me who, said. Do we, do we have Bar? His name is Baruch, the person right. who sent this. His name is Baruch. He wrote, right. fact, rocks can inflict bodily harm and death. For example, in Beit El lies grave of Itamar Kapach, uh, Shalom, who was stoned while driving, lost control of his car, and died in an ensuing crash. Baruch's suggestion, the soldiers with guns should immediately, immediately alight from the bus and shoot the per- perpetrators of the attack. No matter what their age... It won't take more than two or three such incidents, and there won't be any more rocks thrown. Period. Okay, so that's one option. How should the soldiers react? Should they get off the bus and shoot these shoot at these guys? Let's say you don't. Let's say not I, to kill. I, I disagree with the the consequence because, to be honest, it's, I don't think it's going to stop rock attacks because well, these people says, clearly he, have no problem. Listen, he lives there, and he knows if it happens two or three times, they're going to stop. Okay. The okay? next paragraph reads: We're not calling for we're not calling for hurting anybody or killing anybody. Ketzla had a different solution. He suggested driving through all the Arab villages with loudspeakers announcing that wherever a rock is thrown, the Israeli government will not shoot anybody, rather will expropriate 12 acres of adjacent lands and establish a new Jewish village of 200, 300 families of married hilltop youth. The development of the project will begin within 48 hours of the assault. After the establishment of two such villages, no more rocks. Whose idea do you like more? I won't be offended. So that's on a group that you post. All right, Kessler, first of all, is Yaakov Katz. He's one of the founders of Beitel. Uh, huh. And, um, Interesting. So, what do you What do you What do you think? I like his. I like the. I like the. First of all, the first idea would he would have more problems with Israelis than with Arabs from the first idea. What do you, you know, mean? Uh, for some reason, you have Israelis shooting people. You're saying for some reason, throw. You know, just like I said a few weeks ago, that there's an allowance for attacks against Jews for anti-Semitism. People are against it, but there's more flexibility when it comes to anti-Semitism as opposed to anti-racist uh, attack against a, a black person or Asian attack. That gets condemned right away. When it happens to Jews, it gets yeah. condemned, but it's a li- it takes a little bit longer. They'll okay? have like the AP Associated it, Press it will a have little, a headline saying it takes a little bit longer. You know, two Arabs dead, uh, and not and not you know not note the fact that they were shooting first. So it, so so again, Tachlis, what do you what do you think? Uh, I, I so I, that's that's a problem with the with the first option. Um, uh, the, the, there are problems with both options. I'm not convinced the first option will will stop because uh, Hamas fires rockets, we bomb the living daylights out of them. It never it doesn't stop. So the second option is, uh, you know, it addresses the housing crisis in Israel. <laughs> but, <laughs> it creates, but I don't think that's it creates like apartments for people to live in. So that's important. And and the leadership, you know, the problem here is the leadership has the ability to get their people to, I'm not going to say they could eliminate it 100%, uh, reduce it by 75%. This whole idea that it's permitted when young soldiers are being transported on a bus to throw rocks to the point Rocks kill, rocks kill people. But like, again, is there no middle ground between killing somebody and apprehending them? Why couldn't one of the what soldiers you, get off the bus know, and apprehend the people throwing a rock? You, you, remind, you, know, you, know, you know the defund the police people want? They don't want, when you call 911, they don't want the police to come. They want a psychologist or a social worker to come. Ah, well, come on. And wait till the first social worker or psychologist gets a bullet in the head and make sure, you'll know, see how that doesn't work. You think there's no middle ground? Well, no, tell me what's the middle ground. The middle ground. I mean, you have a guy throwing rocks. What's the middle ground? What, what would, what's the middle ground? Please stop. Oh, what's the right. middle ground? You go arrest the guy. 
Arrest him? Okay. Uh, go arrest him. Go put him under arrest. I don't know. The, the, you have He's Israeli throwing rocks. You have a gun. You don't have to shoot him, but you could definitely make it the, seem like you're going to. The Israeli jails are full of people that did all kinds of crimes from you know, crimes like this to more serious things. Well, let me tell you something. This, the second option definitely has more depth, but the problem with the second option, I think, is that, okay, so now you're going to put Jewish people living here. You don't think they're going to have rocks thrown at them? You don't think they're going to be attacked? In the beginning, yes. Over time, um, over time, it'll change the character of whatever area... He's talking about another story we have here. Otsma Yehudi chairman MK Itamar Ben-Gavir arrived Thursday afternoon together with the other members of his party for a meeting with President Isaac Herzog as part of the president's consultations with the Knesset parties following last week's election for the 25th Knesset. The meeting was held a day after President Herzog was caught on a hot mic warning the representatives of the Shas party uh, about partnering with Ben-Gavir. And I quote, there is one issue that I did not mention. You will have a problem with the Temple Mount. It's a critical issue. I know, but you have a partner whom the whole world around us is anxious about. I also told him that what is said between us is really not to be publicized. I do not want to cause trouble. It is really not public. It is really not to be publicized. That's what Herzog said. Right. Today, Herzog told Ben Gvir, because the things I said came out, it's important for me to say them because I also said them to you before and before any before said them to you before and after the elections. You and your party have a certain image that allegedly, and I say this with the utmost sincerity, causes concern in many places. There are many questions that I am asked about. Citizens and leaders around the world, people write and ask me every sensitive issue related to human rights. Bengvir responded, This is not the first time I'm here, and it is not the first time we have talked. It seems to me that during our in-depth conversation, I told you my thoughts and my worldview. I do not generalize all Arabs and look at them, God forbid, as a unit. I returned from a lot, and I and I met students there from Nazareth. You should have seen one by. It gets cut off there. Oh yeah, they were taking selfies with him, the Arab students. Okay. And he says, and he says after that, that this is why the people of Israel elected fifteen seats for this right wing party. Now, uh, but isn't 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 Ben Gvir? Isn't he a bit of a Kanai? Uh, he 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 might be. He, they say that he's a follower of Rabbi Meir Kahana. Okay. He, he said in other stories that he did, was a follower of Rabbi Kahana. He agrees with some things Rabbi Kahana said. Kahana's so, yard, yard site was actually yeah, last week. And some things he doesn't agree with. But the the, the point I want, why I want you to do that story is because this whole idea of the next Israeli government and the fact that the president of Israel, who just travels to the UN and a few other countries, uh, the whole uh, the whole issues between Israel and the rest of the world right now is what happens on the Harabayas. What happens with the base of Migdash stood? This is the issue. What, what is what is Ben Gvir suggesting? Ben Gvir wants to be able to, wants Jews to be able to visit the the, the Temple Mount freely. But we're not supposed to. Uh, no, no, no. That's the issue between you and your rabbis. <laughs> a lot of people do. Okay. Uh, a lot of people that look just like you, and uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, a lot of people. A lot of very. Uh, uh, can I put of, you? Can I put you on the spot? Did I ever go there? Yeah, no, I have. I haven't. Gone Would you there. go there? I don't know. Um, I I would like to visit as a journalist. You know? <laughs> I don't um, think it works like that. But uh, I don't the, think you can go my, up to Shemayim and say my, my my press card. My rabbis, <laughs> my rabbis that I'm in touch with, uh, for forbid forbid me to go. Okay. Uh, so but, uh, so I respect that so far. Um, uh, so uh, as it pertains to us, I mean, the, the hard bias is not really an issue. No, but it's an issue for Jews, and it's you know what, Nachi, it's not a religious issue. It's a human rights issue. Why should Jews be denied going anywhere because they're Jews? What kind of world, what kind of message do you send to the world that because you're a Jew, you can't go to place X because you're a Jew? 
Why? And this is a, this is a problem. This is a problem in other parts of Israel where they have those big red signs warning Jews not to go there because you're going to get killed if you go. I mean, there. it's not forbidding. You, you could go there. You just might end up getting killed because there are, are okay, animals. I'm talking there. about the Temple Mount. I'm talking about where the base of Migdash stood. I'm not talking about the Harbai. Where, it's, where all, it's unlawful to go. It, it's it's not unlawful to go. Jews go there. You're saying so, halakhically. Logically, so there are problems. Because so what's uh, you're, you're, so Jews are allowed to go up there by in terms of the government but allows, very, but very often the government but they're not allowed to daven. They're, yeah, they're, they're not they're not allowed to close their eyes. You're not allowed to close your eyes. I mean, you can't. Blink. You're not allowed to move your lips. Okay, I once saw a video of a guy that went up there with his with his uh, uh, his girlfriend. Okay, and he wanted to get married, and he wants to say to her, he wanted to marry her. Hooray, right yeah, there. yeah. So he slipped a, a ring out of his pocket. And quickly put it on her finger and said her out in front of two of his friends. He wanted to get married on the Harabayas. And he did. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a religious ceremony. And to the Arabs, they claim that it's denying the sovereignty of what they call the Harim al-Sharif. Al Al-Aqsa. Uh, the, the two mosques are there. The well, listen, I mean, playing soccer there is probably not so, uh, listen, so nice either. There's a lot of deception. There's a lot of fraud going on. It's not sincere. And uh, I, might, I don't want to get into the religious issue. I want to get into the human rights issue. I hear human. Why I hear Jew, human rights issue. Why should a Jew in a Jewish country not be allowed to go anywhere that he wants? I, I hear. I hear your concern for that's, that. That's that's Itamar Ben Gvir's position, and he wants to protect Jewish rights to to live free. I think that's, when it comes to President Herzog, it's just sort of like you know we want to choose our battles, and that, that might not be a battle we want to choose right now. Well, you see, that's the, but but the, the people of Israel. Uh, if to get 15 seats in the Knesset, you have to get a lot of votes. So it's not about the Tamar ben Gvir or the other 14 members in his party in the Knesset. It's about what the people who elected them want. You know, we, we lose sight of the fact that what an election is about. You know, if the, if the Republicans win the majority in the House of Representatives here, it's not because 400 people or 200 and whatever they're going to end up with, 230 People decided they they want to be a, a member of the Republican Party and serve in the House. It's the millions of people who sent them there because that's the the sentiment and the feeling of the country. You're they want to they want to they want to move in a certain direction. And the same thing is true of, of Israel. And if the if hundreds of thousands of people voted for Ben Gvir and Smorich and other members of his party, it's a matter you can't have one guy, even if he's the president of Israel, uh, go against what the people of Israel want. Right. I hear you. Um, as always, please leave any comments, reviews, ratings. We appreciate all of your feedback. And if my father insulted you in England in any way, or I insulted just, you in just England. Write Tanaki. Just write to Naki. He doesn't let me see the emails until <laughs> he reads them on the, uh, on the air. Have a great weekend. Have a great job. Hope you enjoyed this video from Meaningful Minute. We have so much more content for you. You may like this. You may like this. Take your pick. Let us know what you think.